Inside Cougar Football. Rex makes the catch. 10-5 touchdown! Inside Cougar Football with Isaac Rex. Sponsored by Economics Partners on Cougar Sports Saturday. You know what time it is. It's another edition of Inside Cougar Football here on KSL News Radio, and it's sponsored by Economic Partners. We check in every week with BYU captain and tight end Isaac Rex here on the program. And Isaac, it's a bye week. It's kind of new for you guys to have a bye in early October instead of mid midway through November. I know. Years past, it's been, man, like, Week 10, week 11, you're finally getting a bye week. And by then, you're already, you know, so beat up that the bye week is just even more recovery. So, you know, this bye, bye week was good. We were able to, um, you know, actually get a lot of work done in practice. Um, we were able to go against the defense, you know, work on a lot of fundamental things. So uh, it was a good bye week, but we also get Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. And so I'm, I'm back here in California hanging out, just uh, chilling, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's good to be back home for a little. How nice is it as a player, Isaac, to have a few days off like you have uh, have had this weekend in the middle of the season? It's been really good. I mean, you know, it's always good to refresh the mind, you know, get your body um, set up for another tough second half of the of the season. But it's also important to, you know, stay motivated, uh, stay ready, stay in shape. And I think that's what the coaches really set us up for um, this this week of practice. You know, we were going hard on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. I felt like it was like a fall camp kind of week. Um, but it was, you know, it's great that we now have time off. You know, we have around four days to rejuvenate our body, but we're still fresh uh, in terms of football skills because, you know, we were working hard this week, so uh, it was good, um, you know, kind of counterbalance, if that makes sense. And this week fo- followed a 35-27 a to 27 win over Cincinnati. How did you feel like that game played out on, on Friday for yourself and the offense? Yeah, d- definitely a very weird game, especially early on. Um, you know, our offense couldn't, couldn't get anything going in that whole first half until 30 seconds left in the second. And, you know, it felt like Cincinnati, they, they had the ball for a long time. You know, I think the difference in, in minutes or possession time was 20 minutes to, you know, five or something like some crazy number um, in that first, in that first half. And so it was definitely weird, but once we got our offense rolling, it, it seemed like it went really smooth and it was really fun. Um, Cincinnati's a good team. They have really good guys up front and in their secondary and, you know, their backers are good. So they're a good defense. They held Oklahoma to 20 points. I mean, uh, but it was, it was good to play in front of our home crowd. We were able to, you know, get some things going, make some plays. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was a fun game. I thought it was awesome that Aaron Roderick and Kalani and the coaching staff as a whole decided at the end of that second quarter there's not a lot of time, but let's be aggressive and see if we can get something going. Was that discussed prior to that drive? Like, hey, if we have any time left, we're going to be aggressive and see if we can get points on the board. Or was there ever a thought of the half hasn't gone the way we wanted it to? Maybe we take a knee and regroup. Yeah, no, it, we definitely we always want to be aggressive. You know, as an offense, um, BYU has has been built on that for a long time, having an aggressive um, offense that wants to score points and. 
you know, we had to get something going before the half. We didn't want to go into halftime, you know, looking at, you know, the box score and having only, you know, I think it was like two yards passing and like 20 yards rushing before that last drive. You know, we got to, we had to get Keaton some confidence. We had to get, you know, the receivers some confidence and the O-line and running backs. Um, yeah, it was definitely, uh, you know, a tough sled in there early on, but that's what I love about, you know, um, you know, Aaron Roderick and Kalani that they're aggressive, you know, no matter how much time's on the clock, you know, we're, we're ready to roll. So that was, that was a huge part of the game and definitely a turning point for us. What does it say about this offense, Isaac, that even though you maybe, if you look at the box score, people might say, oh, they, they were outgained by 200 yards yet. They still find a way to win. What is it about you guys on offense right now that you're, you're just, no matter what the stats show, you guys are finding ways to get it done and find a way to win ball games. Yeah, I feel like it just it comes down to taking care of the ball. You know, when we don't have any turnovers as an offense, we're we're undefeated. So I'm pretty sure. Um, and so it's it's so important to. Well, I mean, we had a couple. We had some turnovers, I guess, against Arkansas, maybe one. But when we win the turnover battle against the other team, and obviously getting a you know pick six helps a ton by J Rob. Uh, that that helps us out a ton as an offense. You know, it it's it's huge for us to not give them the any possessions back. It's it's big for us to, you know, not give them any points like we did against Kansas. And so that was a huge part of the game. We were able to, you know, play well um, because of us not turning the ball over. How would you evaluate the uh, the running attack offensively against Cincinnati? Yeah, I felt like it. It, it's gone better, you know, it, um, maybe you don't have the amount of rushing yards that Cincinnati had. Um, but also we're, you know, we have a, a pro style quarterback, um, you know, people key in on, on Keaton throwing the ball a ton. And, um, yeah, for LJ, um, I thought he, he ran really hard. Um, same with Dion, same with Miles. I thought they ran really hard. I felt like the line blocked really well. Um, so, you know, I feel like, you know, it, it may not look great on paper at times, but when you look back at the film, you're like, oh, we, we did some great things on the ground and we rushed for some good plays. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, you know, with how all of our guys played and they've been doing a great job all year. What's the overall state of the team you think going into this bye week? You guys are four and one, one and one in Big Twelve play. Everything seems to still be in front of you guys for whatever goals you might have. Just the the state of the team in in this bye week. Yeah, it's definitely um, we're definitely happy. You know, being four and one, we obviously want to be five and zero. Um, and you know, we felt like we we could have won that Kansas game if we didn't have too many self-inflicting wounds as an offense, giving them 14 points, but no, no one's head is hanging low. We're, we're excited for the second half of this, of the season. We know it's going to be another grind like these past couple games have been. Um, and we know that, you know, it's going to be a challenge. And so, you know, there's, there's no time to really um, look back at what happened in the past. we got to keep moving forward and we're going to play a really, Really good TCU team coming up um, at their place and uh, day game. It's 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 going to be a, a big test for us to see where we're at in this conference. 
Do you set some kind of goal before the season began to have some consecutive streak of one-handed grabs? Because you had another nice one-handed <laughs> snatch against Cincinnati. It just feels like every week we can count on you picking one out of thin air with with one hand. Yeah, I'm just – I just want to look cool, you know, out there. You know, I feel like <laughs> if I could get a one-handed catch, you know, that will maybe give me some highlights. So – that's the only reason I do it. Just kidding. But no, I, it just happens sometimes. You know, that's that's how it goes when, you know, the ball's a little far out. You got to reach out with one hand. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, Keaton's been doing a great job. So, throw me the ball and stuff. So, it's been fun. Are you the cool guy on the team? Or is that not allowed for a dad? Is it got to be someone else that's younger? Or, or who's got the, the cool factor on the on this team? Yeah, I'm probably the least cool guy on the team um, in terms of, you know, swag, uh, in terms of, I don't know, you know, hanging out with the boys. I'm not always hanging out with the boys because, you know, I got responsibilities at home, which these guys will learn about sooner than later. Um, but, no, there's there's some cool dudes on the team, you know, when you see, like, Darius and Keelan – you know, they're hitting their dances and, and Kibo. Um, Chase is cool. You know, there's a, all those receivers are pretty cool. And I'm just like the, you know, the the father tight end that hopefully if, you know, if they need any advice, they could look to me. Um, if they have any, you know, need any fatherly advice, but I'm not going to be out there, you know, looking cool with them, if that makes sense, sadly. Last question for you, uh, looking in the past, and it's loosely related to Cincinnati, Isaac, but those late games that we discussed uh, last week, they, they hit a little different when you got young ones at home. <laughs> that was a brutal turnaround for me personally on Sunday. It's like three hours of sleep. You're like, what's going on here? Well, what's it like for you the next day after a late game like the one you had against Cincinnati? Well, late games are so tough because, you know, I'm so used to going to bed early. And so, like, last night I fell asleep at 9. Like, we, we tried to watch a movie, me and my wife. We tried to watch Don't Don't Worry, Darling or something. While, while bad we movie, man. Why did you go down that path? Uh, I don't know. I, apparently some people liked it. I, we, I, I've never seen it. My wife's never seen it. So we put it on, and probably 20 minutes into it, we're both like, you know, dozing off. And so, yeah, those, when they start at eight fifteen, you know, when it gets to the second quarter, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, yawning, you know, I should be on my arcade, what arcadic rhythm or something, you know, what's that called? You know, but that's when it starts kicking in and my body's telling me to shut down, but I gotta, you know, keep playing it. Those late games have gone awfully late for me. And then, after the game, you're so hyped up, you know, on adrenaline that you can't fall asleep until, you know, two, three, four in the morning because you're just replaying plays in your head and you're thinking about the game and what, what went right, what went wrong, you know, your your mind's racing. And so, no, it's a, it's definitely a challenge, um, but... Uh, our team, I saw a stat that said we we're twenty-four and one at those night games or something like at this in the I don't know if it was the whole Independence era or or what. So I, I guess our team responds because 
I know for Cincinnati, yeah, that's a two-hour time difference. They would be playing at, you know, 10, right? They, they'd be playing at, yeah, I think, 10, yeah, 15 basically body 10, clock. 15, their, 10, 15 their time. So it's even worse for them, and they got the travel and all that. So, yeah, we're, we can't complain too much. Our producer, Nate Slack, uh, here on Cougar Sports Saturday, he, he's been tracking the the day and night trends, and you're right. The the night, night games – BYU is off the charts good under Kalani Sataki since 2016. Day games a little bit more of a toss-up. So TCU, we'll, we'll get more to TCU next week, but early thoughts on on it being a day game, and are we overblowing this whole day and night deal uh, with when it comes to you guys? Well, I mean, the stats show that we play better at night, which is crazy, but I – I've always felt, you know, we've we've played well during d- day games too. You know, it just sometimes depends on the game. Like I could, you know, I could think of a couple day games that we've played really well on. Uh, some we haven't. So I mean, it's 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 become kind of a, a stigma with BYU, um, and that's something we got to break. You know, this weekend, you know, we got to come in and fight TCU and and you know play to the best of our ability so we can, you know, break that stigma and um, show people that, you know, it doesn't matter what time we're playing, like that we're, we're a good team, but obviously, you know, we've, we've played um, some really good teams at the daytime. We played, you know, some bad teams at, at the daytime. It, it It's like, it kind of varies, you know? So, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of just a funny concept, but it kind of is turning into something. So we got to prove something this next coming week. Let's take a break here on the other side. Isaac Rex will join us and we're going to discuss uh, a passion of all of ours. And we'll do that next back with more Cougar sports Saturday, <laughs> Isaac Rex after this. Welcome back in. It's our weekly check-in with Isaac Rex and it being a bye week and, uh, I think it's appropriate to have this discussion, Isaac. Earlier in the week, it kind of blew me away. I'm on X, I'm scrolling, and I'm like, why am I getting all these clips of the NBA? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's early October. Training camps are in full yep. swing. Laker basketball is back. That's something we all enjoy. I know a lot of listeners, it may pain them to hear that, but we can't deny it. At least you look. You're from Southern California, so you have an excuse. I was born in Utah, so it's a little little harder to uh, justify. But uh, you know, I digress. Uh, Laker basketball is back, man. How stoked are you for this upcoming year of Laker hoops? I don't think I've ever been more excited for a season that I can remember growing up. Uh, you know, I've we've had some really good Laker teams growing up, or for me especially. You know, I've, we've had the the pal Kobe, Andrew Bynum. And I, I was obviously born during the Shaq and Kobe years, but I mean, there was a stretch there. Even when LeBron was there, even when we won the championship in the bubble, we looked really good, but there was, you know, a stretch there of six, you know, the end of Kobe years to the beginning of the LeBron years were really rough, you know, for Laker fans in general. I mean, we had some, really random teams that were just kind of thrown together. You know, we were giving guys random contracts. Like I, when I think about, you know, the Luol swaggy, Dang, Timothy Mozgov, yeah. <laughs> they ring a bell. Luol Dang, <laughs> Swaggy P, you know, <laughs> you know, you got like uh, Steve Blake and you got just, 
you know, Brooke Lopez was getting some, you know, contracts from us, like just random guys that were playing that just never felt uh, like real Laker basketball, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like all those guys, you know, Kobe was obviously a Lakers whole life. Andrew Bynum was drafted, you know, uh, by the Lakers. We had a uh, Powell was obviously traded in, you know, those guys were like Lakers through and through. Ron Artest felt like a Laker player. You know, for a lot of years there, it just didn't feel like that. And this year, like we have Reeves, you know, we we got Rui, you know, we have D'Lo, who's drafted by the Lakers, LeBron, AD, like all these guys just feel like AD got that big contract in the offseason. All these guys just feel like Laker fan or Laker players. You know, it it feels like such a fun year. Um, there's so many storylines that are going in this year, like LeBron's last ride you know potentially you know they're saying he looks like a rookie in training camp which is so awesome to hear but you got a lot of good young guys coming in too and so i mean it's it's gonna be fun man i I don't think i've been this excited for a Lakers season in a long time isaac did did your dad byron is he a, is he's a diehard laker too right diehard we watch all the games uh we grew up going to laker games um i mean yeah, I, there's actually a picture of me at the 2002, maybe 2001 uh, uh, Laker parade in downtown Los Angeles. My dad has me on his shoulders and I'm, I'm like screaming, you know, with the, a Laker flag in my hand and my uncle's there, you know. So I, w- I was born through and through a huge Laker fan. Um, and yeah, that's, that's probably if I had one team to watch – you know, my, my whole life in any sport would be the Lakers. So that is an amazing memory. I don't have anything quite as good as that. Uh, celebrating a Laker championship parade. I was at the, uh, I was at Vivint arena now Delta center for Kobe's last visit there. Got a picture with Kobe, which is a, a prized possession, but nothing like the, the parade. What, what's maybe the most memorable game you attended growing up, Isaac. So this is actually going to be a funny memory and it's actually it was a great memory until it wasn't but uh me uh carter wheat uh, mason wake um and down holker and lane lunt all all the tight ends we're playing usc and we get in we arrive around like 5 p.m um in downtown downtown los angeles we're we're literally in downtown and we saw that the Lakers were playing at home that night against the Kings. And there was a curfew, a pretty strict curfew, like be back at 11, you know, don't miss We know there's a lot of stuff to do in this town. Just be back at 11. And so me and all the tight ends were like, Hey, we need to like try to go see this Laker game. Cause we're all huge LeBron fans. You know, we, I mean, I'm the biggest Laker fan, but everyone just, you know, wants to see LeBron and AD. And that's when Russ was on the team. And, you know, we weren't very good in the beginning of the year, but it was just like, we have to go see LeBron. And so we rented, you know, those scooters they have downtown. We drive over to Staples Center and we're like, let's go scalpel (laughs) some tickets. And so we find this guy and we get there probably around like middle of the first quarter. We find this guy who is selling like $50 tickets and it, they're like total nosebleeds. 
but we're like, oh, come on. We, you know, we got to go in. We made it this far. And it was only about eight o'clock at the time. So we're like, oh, we got time. Well, the Staples Center was crazy about COVID. So they made you have to take a test before you can go in. And so we're all there taking a test. It took probably like an hour to take a test, but it was nine o'clock then. And so we've already bought the tickets and we sprinted into the arena. We got there like midway through the third and we're there for like an hour, hour and a half. It's getting closer to curfew. And the game actually went into overtime (laughs) against the Kings. And so we're like, oh man, we got to stay. So we're pushing curfew again. The game, LeBron, you know, he goes for a last second shot, misses. It goes in a second overtime. (laughs) and we're like oh my gosh you know it's it's pushing even closer to curfew getting closer to curfew and another lebron chance you know to go up and he shoots a three misses it goes into triple overtime the game and at that time we're like okay we got to go so we missed the end of the game but we find out later that's lebron's only triple overtime game in his career that we're able to to go to and when you think about lebron's 21 year career like wow that's actually pretty impressive you know that we were able to go to that game and so it was we were able to we made it before curfew and everything but it was uh it was a fun memory with you know some friends that we were able to go to a laker game and and like even though we were in the nosebleeds at first we we walked down and just stood in the alleyway if that made sense like closer to the court side and you know, we were able to watch LeBron stuff. It was so, uh, it was so uh, fun to just hang out with my friends and you know watch a Laker game with them. So you guys cool. should have been granted a an exception until I mean, as long as you went back <laughs> after the game. What's the big deal? You're that's a safe place to be, the Staples Center. I know, but you know, after the game, a lot of traffic and there's some probably some you know drunk Laker fans that were going crazy. The Lakers actually ended up losing in triple overtime to the Kings, um, and so that was there was probably yeah. a Russell Westbrook turnover that cost them late. <laughs> Isaac, I remember you know, I was I remember flying in because I was going to that USC game. I was flying in that night. It was a late night flight. I was flying into Long Beach Airport. And I remember, like, being on my phone on Wi-Fi, and I saw, like, I think you posted, you and those guys posted something on Instagram. I was like, dang, they're at the Laker game because I was wa- trying to watch, get the updates on the game during that. Yes. And I thought that yeah. was the coolest thing. I was like, man, they, you guys get to go out for uh, out on the town for, for a game on uh, on game night. I love it. No, it was, and Mason Wade posted something like, Venmo us so we could buy tickets, and I think that was, like, maybe an NCA violation so he had to take it down or something so it was it was hilarious but no yeah we we took some pictures in front of Staples Center and the, we got some good videos so it, it was fun Isaac let me ask you this too you 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 brought up Carter Wheat and Mason and I I asked I asked about these guys because uh Carter he he was a uh, medical retirement and same with uh, Mason, how are they doing? Like, you know, they, they could have been on this year's team, but, you know, medical, uh, they had to step away. How, how are they doing? Are they around the group and keep in touch with them at all? Yeah, I still text them probably, especially Carter, probably close to every day, you know, we're sending each other stuff on Instagram and just we, we talk about, you know, what's going on. And he, he likes to stay in the loop with, you know, what's going on in football. So, yeah, I came in with those guys. Uh, my freshman year, we were all freshmen together. So 
yeah, those, those guys will be my boys for life and, you know, I miss them. Well, Isaac, last thing for you, we'll let you go. Uh, and Isaac's been nice to join us back home in Southern California. What's some of the maybe most favorite thing that you love to do when you go back home besides spend time with family? You know, I love to surf and I wish I could do it more often, but, um, yeah, just being out in the water and surfing has always been, you know, a joy for me. Um, it's kind of just so relaxing and you just get to, you know, be in the salt water and when you're on a wave, it actually feels, you know, it's really relaxing too. So, um, yeah, I love to surf. Um, you know, we, we don't do much as a family we have a pool my parents put in a pool recently within the past year and a half so we'll we'll just tan and hang out in the pool and just enjoy the sunshine but yeah just catching up with family just hanging out you know um playing games at night that's pretty much what we do here are there many six foot six surfers (laughs) no and that's why i have a huge board that's basically like a a paddle board uh it floats me uh, really well because most surfers are pretty a lot shorter you know but i got i got some big boards that help me out so it's good that's awesome last thing this isn't even a question but next time you sit on the couch with your wife winning time tell me you've watched that the uh lakers watched show on hbo four, i think of four or five episodes it's pretty crude, and I saw something recently that Michael Jordan, or not Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson was like, this is pretty inaccurate, which they do paint him in a pretty bad light, even though maybe it is accurate. You know? <laughs> I think like, it is accurate. Yeah. Man, if, if the show's crude, we can only imagine what was happening in real life. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Trust me, I, I know. You know, but people change, and they don't want to look back on their – their problems or sins all the time if that makes sense so oh, I, I understand where magic's coming from but you know they paint jerry west as a total psychopath <laughs> and, and jerry bus is just a total you know ladies man like uh and genie bus is like the nice like intern girl and i'm sure it's actually pretty accurate i mean i know it's like uh, historically accurate it, to games and you know to to drafting magic and you know kareem how kareem was on the team and stuff like that but you know they do embellish some stuff i'm sure a little just for tv purposes you know but no it's uh i do nonetheless like I, I it's it's it. it's incredibly entertaining i loved every second it of it <laughs> it is very entertaining and just being a laker fan it's more entertaining um, but yeah, it's, it, I need to finish it. I haven't, I haven't finished it yet. Well, Isaac, these interviews are always entertaining here every single week. We always appreciate the time. Enjoy California the rest of this weekend and back at it again on Monday for TCU week. We'll check in next week. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on.